Welcome back, everybody. It's Brandon here at Tea Time Reports. I'm bringing you the next episode of the Tea Time Bets installment here at the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me once again. We're back and we're still in the same mood. You know, um, not the weekend that we wanted as far as NFL goes and betting wise. You know, I had the Lions and the Ravens winning. As we all know now, both of them did not win. A little bit disappointing in that regards. And yeah, another another um, about 30-40% success rate of a weekend with betting, you know. Not where we want to be. And this, this weekend was a little bit more disappointing because I was just inches, inches away from instead of being 2-5 and five with my bets, probably being like 4-3, and 3-4 three, three and four maybe, maybe even better, you know. So let's, let's get into that recap before I move on to this weekend. Obviously, we have no NFL this weekend. We got the Pro Bowl and everything going on with that in Orlando. Um, we're eight days away from the Super Bowl, however, and the lines are already out for that. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit, but I don't have any bets for that play. So I'm going to save that for the next episode leading up to the preview for that weekend. But we got a lot of men's college basketball action to get into. We have a lot of NBA action to get into. We got some soccer for you guys I'm going to get into, but... Before I get off into all that, let's just recap this past weekend and some of my results from that. I'll start with the football games. I had Detroit Moneyline. Obviously, that didn't hit. I had Jameer Gibbs over 47 and a half rushing yards, but he finished with 45. That is such a bad beat, man. And he had 45 with at least a good quarter and a half left to go. I also had the my crazy parlay of the week was Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Pacheco, both with anytime touchdowns. The Chiefs, plus three and a half. Mahomes, over 199 and a half yards. And OBJ with, <coughs> excuse me, over 20 and a half total yards. That did not hit as well. Um, one that did hit, I also made that OBJ single bet. Over 20 and a half total yards. Minus 120, I cashed in on that. DeMontis Sabonis, I cashed in on his over one and a half turnovers. He ended up having like six turnovers that night. So those were my two that I hit for the week. You know, shout out to OBJ. Shout out to DeMontis Sabonis. You guys are doing what you can to support my cause. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, Keldon Johnson, I missed on him. I took him over one and a half turnovers. He finished with zip, so that fucked me over. Um, Valencia versus Atletico Madrid. I took over two and a half total goals in that game. I stated in the last episode, their last two matchups went over that game total. However, this matchup did not. The game total for this one was two. So as you can see, I was one goal away from hitting that one. I was three yards away from hitting that Jameer Gibbs one. And I'm easily four and three on my bets rather than two and five, you know. So, And of course, once again, my icy hot Todoroki bet of the week did not come through for me. Travis Kelsey let me down. It was looking very, very promising at the start, man. Um, my Icy Hot Todoroki bet of the week was Travis Kelsey, two-time touchdown scorer. Not just any-time touchdown scorer, two-time touchdown scorer. He came out and scored the first touchdown on that first drive instantly over Kyle Hamilton. He was draped all over him. Pat Mahomes threw the ball only where his receiver, his tight end and Kelsey could get it, even with elite coverage. But that was the only touchdown that he ended up receiving. And that one missed for me as well. Now, I'm going to touch on those ones that I said I was going to stay away from. The ones I said I hated heading into that week. 
and one of them being San Francisco minus seven and a half. That obviously did not cover, and like I said, I did not like that one at all. I obviously took Detroit to win that game, but if for whatever reason Detroit was not going to win, I thought it was only going to be like a three, four-point loss, which ended up being the case. Patrick Mahomes over under 244.5 passing yards. He ended up going under with that. I think it was like 240 or like 241 or something. That was another one of those things, man. I was like, I was staying away from it, not even sort of to discredit Pat Mahomes, but just due to the weapons around him and the way that they've been playing all year. Obviously, Kelsey had a great game. And the Chiefs players, the Chiefs receivers, have cut the drop rate in half from what it was in the regular season. So shout out to them for doing that in the playoffs when it matters most. Then the next one was the Orlando Magic plus one and a half versus the Phoenix Suns. We ended up winning this game. Shout out to the Magic for this one. Shout out to Paulo Bencaro and the boys for pulling through. We were down in the third quarter by double digits at one point. Came all the way back and won it in the end against a very good Phoenix team that had all three of their stars playing. And the next one was the Indianapolis Pacers covering the nine-point spread against the Memphis Grizzlies. And they ended up not covering. And that's why I was a little bit worried about it because the Pacers came off two back-to-back good wins against, I think it was the um, it was the Sixers. And I'm going to get it here for you in just a moment. It was the Sixers and the Nuggets that they had beaten back-to-back nights. And they had beaten the Suns right after that too. So there was three straight wins against the Nuggets, Sixers, and um, Suns for the Pacers. Then coming into a Grizzlies team that, yes, didn't have John Morant or anything like that. We know he's out for the season. Vegas still is not giving this Memphis team the credit that they deserve, I feel like. Because I thought it was a little bit of a trap seeing that minus nine for Indy, and it ended up being so. The Pacers came away with a 116-110 to 110 victory. I wish I would have bet it. I would have done better betting on the bets I said to stay away from than the ones I actually liked. That just shows my luck when it comes to betting. But yeah, that just wraps up the unfortunate weekend that that was. Like I said, it was just so close to being a very positive weekend turned into a very negative weekend. That just shows what sports betting is like. So just enjoy the ride because the highs, man, are they fucking high and the lows, man, are they low. But moving on to my notes and everything I got for you for this weekend. Like I said, there's no football this weekend. However, there's a lot of soccer. There's a lot of basketball. A lot of men's college basketball we're going to get into. A lot of NBA action we're going to get into. And we got some big storylines throughout them all. You know, in men's college basketball, um, throughout Saturday and Sunday, we have four matchups that include top ten teams. You got Purdue, Wisconsin, number two, number six. You got Houston and Kansas, number four, number eight. You got Tennessee and Kentucky, number five, number ten. Then you got Duke, North Carolina, the mecca of college basketball. One of the greatest matchups in all sports. Number three versus number seven. We're going to get into all of that. You got in the NBA, you got the New York Knicks playing tonight against the Lakers at the Garden, trying to win 10 straight. Julius Randle's out. LeBron AD, as always, a game-time decisions, but they're most likely going to play. And Joel Embiid is out with a meniscus injury for now. So that makes that whole nugget situation obviously look a lot different. But he's heading into the All-Star break. He's going to be probably out until then, maybe even after. And obviously that's going to affect his All-NBA status. That's going to affect his status for potentially being league MVP and everything that comes with that. So that's unfortunate. And even over in the Premier League, even in the Serie A as well, over in Italy, you got Arsenal versus Liverpool over in the Premier League this weekend. Arsenal hasn't beaten Liverpool since October of 2022. 
both right now in the top three. Liverpool's in first with 51 points. Arsenal's tied with Man City at 46 points right now. And Arsenal, if they don't win this game, they're probably not going to win the title. That's just the reality of it. I mean, we're in the latter half of the season now. We're five points clear. Liverpool is looking as good as ever right now. Man City does have a game in hand, but they're still five points back as well. It's a big game, though. It, it really is. Arsenal, they need to win this. Do I think they're going to win this? Uh, however, I don't. Then, even in the Serie A, we got Juventus matching up against Inter Milan this weekend. First versus second. Uh, I think Inter Milan sitting at first with 54 points. Juventus is sitting at second with 53. It's a huge matchup at the San Siro. I think Inter Milan is just too good. I think they're going to end up coming away with it. They've been in better form in, as of late as well. But, yeah, I guess I'll just sort of touch with those two right now. I like that Arsenal and Liverpool game. I, I don't really like a winner out of either side, to be honest. I, I like a draw at plus 240 for what it's at. That's that's a substantial line for a game that is very likely to draw, in my opinion. Like I said, Arsenal hasn't beaten Liverpool since October of 2022, coming up on a year and a half now. And, yeah, I just I don't think Arsenal is going to be able to pull it out today. I think they're going to come ready. I think they're going to realize, like, hey, we got to win this game if we want to have any sort of chance at hoisting the trophy this season. And I think they're going to get out to an early lead. Don't, don't be shocked if Arsenal gets out to a 1-0, maybe even a 2-0 lead here. But I think, however, Liverpool, they just have too much experience. They have too much talent. And Jurgen Klopp is still there. So I think that they're going to be able to will their way back into a draw and not really hinder their chances of um, coming away with the title at the end of the year and staying five points clear of at least Arsenal right now. Then who knows um, what will happen with City. I think they play like Monday or Tuesday or some shit. But yeah, in this, in this game specifically, I like... I like the draw at plus 240. It's hard for me to see either team come away with a victory, especially Arsenal. It's just Liverpool's going to be too good for them, in my opinion. Then that Juventus and Inter Milan game. This is a game that is going to be very entertaining, but I do like Inter Milan to win this game. However, my bet for this game is going to be over 2.5 total goals in this one at plus 125. I think this is very likely. I think both teams are very good and very stout defensively, but both do have the attacking prowess to score at will. Excuse me. Um, their last matchup was back in November. It was a draw. Their matchup before that, their two matchups before that, Juventus and or Juventus has actually won both those matchups. So it's been three matchups since Inter's gotten a win. A little over a year since, no, two years actually, since Inter has gotten a win against Juventus. I think that ends this weekend at the San Siro, and I think it's like a 3-1 victory with four total goals scored. And that's a plus 125 line. I mean, you can't get too mad about that, you know. Um, however, there hasn't been more than three or more than two goals scored in this matchup in the last five between them. Dating back to October of 2021 the last matchup between these two sides that had more than three goals was may 15th 2021 so you know what i'm gonna bet against a trend that's what i like to do and i think this is gonna be a fireworks type of game and like i said i'm sticking with my three to one prediction with a total goals of four and then let's move on to the nba action for you guys like i said a lot a lot of it right now joel Embiid is out for the knicks or not for the knicks for the sixers the knicks i'm sorry 
Um, I have won nine in a row. They're looking to win ten in a row tonight at home against the Lakers. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen, to be honest with you. Julius Randle's going to be out. Like I said, LeBron, AD, both game time decisions. But we all know how much that means in the NBA. And they usually end up being active when they are listed as his game time decisions. So I'm not going to sort of blink my eye too much about it. The spread in this game is 4.5. I like the Lakers to cover that, plus 4.5 in this game. I really don't know if the Knicks are going to be able to do it without Julius Randle, but Jalen Brunson's playing on a completely different level right now. OG Ananobi has proved me wrong and made me ate my words as far as his performance individually and as a team since this trade, since they've acquired him. However, I just... I'm betting against LeBron. I'm betting against AD to just come in here and not be the villains at Madison Square Garden and just sort of help lead the Knicks to a colossal choke that we've sort of been fancied to get from them. You know what I'm saying? They're almost like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. And you got LeBron coming into town, AD coming into town. They could easily play the villains and ruin that win streak for the Knicks. So that's why I'm sort of leaning more on the safer bet with the plus four and a half because the Knicks can still win and still win 10 in a row and the Lakers can still cover but however it's still very likely that LeBron AD come in there play villain ball on that same exact bet for minus 110 not too bad at all give me that I'm booking it moving on to the next one I really like this one as well because not only one did I hit on this bet a couple weeks ago but two it's two of the highest scoring most prolific offenses in all the association Atlanta Hawks taking on the Golden State Warriors in this one I like the over 244 and a half in this one I believe it's in Atlanta not really going to matter too much where it's at I think it's going to happen again Trey Young he's going to be pissed that he got snubbed from the all-star game Steph Curry is just going to put up Steph Curry numbers and I think that for the second straight matchup they're going to hit the over in this game at a minus 110 and the next one this is a uh, very good matchup, probably the best matchup of the night. You got the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe not as a team-wise, but individual, because you get to see Giannis go up against Luka. Kyrie Irving's a game-time decision. He might be out. Um, but my bet in this one is Luka Doncic going over 59.5, not just points, not just points and rebounds. Points, rebounds, in assist, I like Luka going over 59.5 tonight in that Milwaukee matchup, especially if Kyrie's not playing. I could see Luka going off for like 40 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists type shit. That'd be a legendary stat line. And I'm kind of reaching here for it, but it's only minus 115, to be honest with you, for him to get 59.5, especially if Kyrie's out. I mean, that's really not unlikely at all. He can easily score that alone in points, you know? He had a three-game stretch where he dropped like 73, then 40 and 40 or something like that, man. So it's likely. It's likely. You know, it's more of just one of my out-there bets, but I had some spare change left over from placing the rest of my bets this week, and I saw that. And I was like, you know what? Kyrie might be out. I'm going to take it. Luka's been on a, on a whole different level lately. And it's against Milwaukee. It's probably going to be a high-scoring matchup, an intense matchup, and both teams are going to be coming ready to play. Now, I want to move on to the college basketball for this week. Because like I said, there was four top ten matchups in men's college basketball this week. There's another matchup between Iowa State 
and Baylor. That's like a top 20 matchup. So we got a lot of a lot of good stuff going on this week. And I'm going to start off with the um, the Houston Cooters and the Kansas Jayhawks matchup. Houston ranked number four. Kansas ranked number eight. Kansas is at home at Allen Fieldhouse, one of the meccas of all of college basketball. Look, on paper, Houston is the favorite in this matchup. And they are the more talented team. However, I just think at home, Coach Bill Self, Kansas, it's just going to be too good, man. It's going to be too much. And this is just one of those things where we have sort of a new a new bully, you know, in Houston coming into town and taking on the perennial powerhouse, the traditional Big 12 men's college basketball powerhouse in Kansas. And it's going to be one for the record books, I feel like. Um, the next win will give Houston nine straight 20 victory campaigns, and they're trying to reach for a third consecutive 30-win season. Kansas is 17-5. and five. They're 4-3 and three over their last seven. Um, they're approaching their 35th straight 20-win season. While Kansas's conference record is down, Houston knows, Houston coaches knows, Everybody knows that a college basketball game on the road at Kansas visiting Allen Fieldhouse is one of the toughest things anybody has to do in men's college basketball. Kelvin Sampson, the head coach for Houston, he spent 12 seasons at Oklahoma from 1995 to 2006. He visited Allen Fieldhouse plenty of times. He knows what it's like. He knows how tough of places uh, he knows how tough of a place it is to play and for the past 25 years and Kansas has been one of the best programs in all of college basketball and I think that type of that what's that word just like that value that importance that sort of legendary status that is just hanging over Kansas in this game today at home is just gonna be too much for Houston in my opinion I think Kansas is gonna win it in this game I, I like them and this is starting off my crazy parlay of the week. I got um, a lot. Of, I got I got a lot of uh, college basketball in this crazy parlay this week. And the first one is Kansas money line plus 100. Like I said, it's at four o'clock today. I think it's just going to be way too much at home right now. Um, Hunter Dickinson ranked second for Kansas in scoring right now at 18.7. He's also averaging a, over 11 rebounds per game right now. Yeah, look, when you have someone like that and paired with Kevin McCullough Jr., who did miss the last game, game time decision whether he's going to be playing today or not, it's going to be hard to beat, man. It, it really is. Moving on to the next one, I got the Tennessee Volunteers taking on the Kentucky Wildcats at home at the Rupp Arena. Another another situation, man, where you got like sort of – I mean, Tennessee has always been there. They're not the newcomer in the way that Houston is. But Kentucky's been that perennial SEC powerhouse for years and years and years. And they're at home. They're hosting one of the new up-and-coming teams in the SEC, trying to just sort of establish themselves as that new perennial household name. I don't think it's going to happen. Kentucky has won their last three meetings against Tennessee. They beat them earlier this year. Um, or they, they beat them last year when they last met up, 66-54. to 54. Um Tennessee's defense is a lot better than Kentucky's defense. That's something I'm going to be looking out for. However, I just think that the talent on Kentucky's team at home, coming off a loss of South Carolina to Florida in overtime, 
they're going to be pissed off. Both teams are coming off losses. Tennessee to South Carolina, Kentucky to Florida. I just I think that with Tennessee right now, you know, Dalton Connect, he's he's a superstar. One of the best players in all of college basketball, but that's all they have. That's that's really all Tennessee has and there's been points this year where they're just sitting there standing still and just watching Dalton Connect do everything and that's going to come back to bite them in the ass and Kentucky just has too much star power and at home, John Calipari, I'm taking that over over Tennessee on the road at the end of the day, you know. Um, I'm more so just leaning on the legendary status once again of like Calipari and just what Kentucky is as a whole, as a brand, and I think they're going to defend that, you know. I, I think that's just going to have too much to hold against Tennessee at the end of the day. And it's, it just seems to be that K- K- Kentucky is just Tennessee's kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's going to come back to bite them in the ass again. And I, I like Kentucky in that one. And then moving on to the next one, Duke visiting Chapel Hill, visiting North Carolina, which is just going to steal the show this weekend, unfortunately. Um, not unfortunately, but when you have a weekend like this, when you have top 10 matchup after top 10 matchup, it's just unfortunate that Duke and North Carolina has to be on at the same time because it's going to take away from the Tennessee-Kentucky game. It's going to take away from the Purdue-Wisconsin game. It's going to take away from the Houston-Kansas game. However, I'm here for it because it's North Carolina. It's Duke. It's the greatest rivalry by far in college basketball, but in all the sports in general, in my opinion. It's not to the same magnitude that it once was because Roy Williams is gone, Coach K is gone, but it's still... Duke versus North Carolina, it's still a top 10 matchup, and there's still so much riding on this one. However, I think North Carolina is just by far the better team in this one. Their defense is just way too good. They're just dominating everybody they play right now. Um, Besides their loss Tuesday against Georgia Tech, but before that they had a 10-game winning streak, and they were beating everybody by wide margins, man by wide margins. There was a stretch of games where they didn't even allow an opponent to score more than 70 points. Um, 10 straight opponents that was before the Georgia Tech game where they held all their opponents to less than 70 points. R.J. Davis is a superstar. He had 28 points of the night against Georgia Tech, but no one else was able to amass double figures, resulting in their loss. Um, But I don't think that's going to be the same against Duke. I think R.J. Davis is going to come out and put up 20-plus more points, and he's going to have more of a supporting cast um, what worries me is just that um, Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski can just sort of get hot, or Filipowski, I'm sorry, can get hot whenever. However, Filipowski is only one for ten three-point shooting in his last three games or something like that. And that type of trend matching up against this very, very good defense in North Carolina, it's hard for me to bet against them, man. I know Duke did win their last matchup in March of 2023. But I, I think this is just going to be too much for, for Duke in this environment. North Carolina's defense is just going to be way too good. And if they can get a little run going and that defense can build momentum with that crowd, it's going to be it's just going to be too much, man. So I like North Carolina in this one. So that um, I don't have any lines or any bets, anything right now for the Purdue-Wisconsin game, unfortunately, or else I would dive into that. But that's that's take, that takes place on um, Sunday, February 5th. Fifth, but um, still looking forward to that one just as much as these other three that I just touched on. But um, yeah, so just to recap what I just broke down, 
the start of my crazy parlay for the week. I got Kansas plus 100 money line against Houston, North Carolina minus 190 money line against Duke and Kentucky minus one and a half spread plus 100 at home against Tennessee. And then finishing up the crazy parlay of this week, heading back to the Serie A, I got AC Milan money line minus 135 against Frosinone Calcio. I completely butchered that. I'm just going to say Calcio. Um, yeah, Milan should be the heavy favorites. Um, they're 4-0-1 in their last five. Calcio is 1-1-3 in their last five. Pulisic is playing on a whole other level right now. And Milan is just, they're looking good. They're scoring goals at a high clip right now. They have 11 goals scored in their last four games. And I think that they're going to continue to score at that high clip. Even though they're on the road, I think they're just going to be too much to handle for Calcio. They're going to come away with the win. Then the very last bet on this parlay to make it a nice five-leg parlay is the New York Nets are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers today. And like I said, Joel Embiid is out. And because of that, I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets to, to win the first half. <laughs> The Brooklyn Nets to be first half winners at plus 120. I think this is a game that the 76ers will end up pulling through at the end. But without Joel Embiid, I think the Nets definitely do have a chance. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're winning this game like 58 to 54 at halftime. You know what I'm saying? And to tailor right into my Icy Hot Todoroki bet of the week, it's a nice two-leg same-game parlay from the same exact game, Brooklyn Nets against the Philadelphia 76ers. I got one score, one guard from each side and taking the over in their points. I got Cam Thomas over 23.5 points and I got Tyrese Maxey over 31.5 points for a nice little two-leg plus 230 Icy Hot Todoroki bet of the week. Like I said many times, MB is out. That's just going to be more involvement, more usage, more points for Tyrese Maxey. Cam Thomas is just a prolific, bonafide stud at scoring the basketball. He can easily put up 40 points in his sleep. And he has a good history against 76ers. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, a lot of guard play. And I think Maxi and Cam Thomas are just going to go back and forth. And I'd like both of them to put up those numbers in this game. But that is going to be all I have for you guys in this episode of Tea Time Bets. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned for the next one. Make sure you stay awake. Make sure you take care. And as always... Peace.